just all the people that I worked with too. You know, I got to work with just some outstanding folks across the entire agency. I got to meet folks from other agencies and working with ranchers and the general public. I mean, that, that was very rewarding to me. Hello, New Mexico. James Pittman here with another edition of the New Mexico Wildlife Podcast. We have a really cool show for you today. This is the very last week of work before retiring for the assistant director of Game and Fish, Jim Cummins. So it's a pretty unique opportunity to have this time to look back with him over his career with the department, to talk about his experiences and any advice he has for folks looking to get into the wildlife field. So super excited for today's episode. Jim, congratulations on your retirement, and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Pittman. So let's just jump right into it. Let's start at the very beginning. Tell us, when did you first become interested and passionate about wildlife? Yeah, yeah. So I would say that that basically started at a very young age for me. Um, my, my uncle was a, a huge influence on me when it came to, to wildlife. He was the one that took me out hunting, exposed me to the outdoors and that sort of thing. Um, he took me hunting when I was seven or eight years old, chasing rabbits in Southern Arizona. So, um, the credit goes to him. You know, when I, I often joke that he created a monster <laughs> when, when he introduced me to that, because I just took it from there and, and it became a, a, a passion of mine. And then from, from that passion decided to explore a career in, in wildlife then. Yeah, you bet. You know, I, I was probably 10 years old when I said I wanted to be a game warden and and just, again, followed that path. And, and here I am today um, retiring from 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 that profession or that career. Very cool. Very cool. So let, let's talk a little bit about those early years. So you decided that you wanted to pursue a career in wildlife. What education and, and early job experience did you have prior to coming on with Game and Fish? Where, where, where did you go to school and, and what jobs did you hold? Yeah, so um, I actually went to school or graduated from the University of Arizona with a degree in renewable natural resources and a major in wildlife and fisheries science. You know, while you're in school, you, you try to take advantage of any opportunities to gain that job experience. And so I volunteered at check stations for Arizona Game and Fish and stuff like that. I also worked some seasonal jobs. I did an internship um, with Arizona Game and Fish and also worked a seasonal position with Wyoming Game and Fish as a fisheries technician. Very cool. So so moved around a little bit before coming to New Mexico then. Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. Okay, so then tell us when your career with New Mexico started, what the process was kind of leading up to that. And then we'll just kind of walk through your career with the department and, and talk about the different jobs that you've held while you've been at Game and Fish. Wow. Okay. Well, there's been quite a few. You know, I started with the agency in, uh, in 1997, and I started as a, a wildlife trainee, um, basically a, a game warden trainee or a conservation officer trainee. After a year of training, I was assigned uh, to be the Cuba district officer. And I was there for a couple of years and then transferred to Silver City. 
I was only in Silver City for a few months and then uh, promoted to the investigator position. I was in that position for right around 13 years and, and just reflecting back on everything, I would say that that was my favorite position within the agency. Um, from, from there, I moved on and, and supervised the investigative unit that was started within the department and then was subsequently promoted to the Northeast area captain. And uh, after that, I put in for the assistant director job and that's where I'm currently at. And I've been in this position for about five and a half years. Wow. So a lot of different job experience, a lot of different uh, things going on through the years. So, so let's, let's break that down a little bit more. So when, um, when you first got on with Game and Fish, obviously you grew up in, in Arizona, did some work in Wyoming. Was New Mexico ever on your radar or did that just kind of happen? Yeah, so when I was trying to basically get a job, you know, out of college, I, I had I applied both in Arizona and New Mexico, and it it took me three different I, I guess what you call application periods or times or or tries um, to to get a game warden job. At the time, they were really difficult to get, and so on the third try, um, I actually got hired by New Mexico. Very cool. Very cool. And and so you started here as a conservation officer and then at some point decided to turn toward the investigative section and you mentioned that it was kind of the most fun that you had in your career. Can you can you talk about kind of that decision of why you were interested in going that route? Yeah, you bet. I think that um you know, if you have a headless elk out there and you know it's out of season, I, I think it's neat to gather the evidence or to process that crime scene and put that puzzle together to identify who did that. And, you know, there are several different mechanisms that you can use to identify that suspect, whether that's firearms examination, whether it's notes or papers left at a crime scene, whether it's DNA analysis. And all that stuff was was just really cool to me. And when I started with the agency, you know, DNA analysis or DNA work was just kind of starting out. I mean, it was really expensive. And, and through the years, it's become expected. But, you know, that, that stuff is what I would describe as sexy. You know, when you put all that stuff together and, and build your case, you identify that suspect, and then you end up serving a search warrant or something to that effect. And, and then recovering the head from that animal and being able to match up that head back to that carcass. And you say, yep, that's the guy. Very cool. Very cool. So at some point from there, you decided to advance and move on again to kind of a new position then at that point? Yeah, yes, sir. We, we uh, started the investigative unit, and I thought it was really important to get that, that program off the ground. And that that position certainly taught me a lot. Very cool. And then moved on from there to the um, captain of the, the Northeast area? Yes, sir. That's correct. Um, can you talk a little bit more about your, your time there? I guess that was stationed out of Raton? That was, yep. Yeah, so so basically what a captain does, you know, within the field operations division of the department is, is oversee the entire Northeast area. And so you would have, you know, your, your sergeants and your field officers that, that would report to you. You basically run that, that area that that's your responsibility. 
Okay. Okay. So, so did that for how many years? Um, so I only did that for about nine months before, uh, promoting to my current position. Okay. So from there, I moved on to your current position as the assistant director. And, and so then tell us a little bit more about that position, about your current position and what that job uh, entails. Yeah. So, you know, I'm responsible for, for supervising the, the resource divisions of the department. That's wildlife management division. That's the fisheries management division. Uh, for a, a period of time, I oversaw our construction section um, within the department that, you know, when we we're in the process of building our new area offices and also what we call EEP or ecological and environmental planning division for the department. Knowing that this job is more oversight, what what are some of the the daily tasks and, and things that you do at, at this level of a position? Yeah, so, you know, when I first got this job, I'll be honest with you, I there was about a year there when I sat there and went, I don't know if I belong here because everybody I supervised um, within, you know, those divisions were much smarter than I am. And, and it took me a while to get up to speed on, on abbreviations, on acronyms and, and just figure out what was going on. And, and I think that, you know, my current role, because we have such good supervisors within those respective divisions that I'm just there to help them do their job. And, and if, you know, they hit roadblocks or, or whatever, I'm there to help break down those roadblocks or bust through those roadblocks so that they can move forward and, and, and get their jobs done. In addition to that, you know, I work with, um, you know, getting commission meetings ready, you know, getting uh, everything prepared for those. Um, also during legislative session, reviewing fiscal impact reports, uh, so on and so forth. Okay. So, so very different than, um, than the conservation officer jobs at the, at the beginning of your career then. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Completely different. And, and so what did you say on that? 1997 was, was the year you got on? Yes. Yep. So from 1997 to now, you've got to have a lot of stories, a lot of memories. So, so what are, what are some of your fondest memories of your career with the department? Wow. Wow. That's an interesting question because there's a lot, you know, I, I think, you know, when I talked about it in, in regards to investigating crime scenes, you know, going out there and just putting that, that puzzle together um, and, and identifying those suspects and, and, you know, subsequently prosecuting, you know, those suspects for, for committing those alleged crimes, that that was pretty special. I, I certainly enjoyed that. But I also got to get out in the field quite a bit, um, you know, at times and, and help with bighorn sheep traps. You know, when you're sitting on top of Taos Cone watching the sunrise, waiting for the sheep to come under, under the net and dropping the net, you know, being hands-on with those animals, that's pretty special. That's just real neat. And then, um, you know, probably going out and helping the fisheries guys at times, electrofishing, you know, doing surveys and that sort of thing and at night. I, I really enjoyed that as well. And, and just all the people that I worked with, too. You know, I got to work with just some outstanding folks across the entire agency. I got to meet folks from other agencies um, and, and working with ranchers and the general public. I mean, that, that was very rewarding to me.
very very cool. So so along those lines, we're talking about your your career overall and and looking back on memories and the things that you've done and and we're talking about the different people that you've worked with. So obviously there's been there's been a lot of changes through time. So what changes have you seen over the course of your career? Wow, you know, I touched upon DNA analysis. I you know, when that when I first started with the agency, that was in wildlife forensics, that was relatively new and and today it's it's um expected you know i just think the science and everything has has changed i think there's a a higher public expectation to to rely on science whether it's for the management of wildlife populations um whether it's for prosecuting crimes whatever it may be i i think the science has just advanced tremendously in my career and and i think as a result it's it's caused or or made the department or employees within the department become more specialized. You know, they're specialized in their niches. For, for example, you know, within WMD, um, you know, the majority of our folks have, have masters or, or their PhDs and, and just really smart people. And they're very specialized in their fields, you know, within, in law enforcement, the trainings become much more specialized. There's a lot more accountability for, for that training. Um, and I just, again, go back to what the public expectation is. And that's for us to be the experts in what we do and everything we do across the entire agency. Sure. Sure. So let's, let's again, still looking back on your career and knowing the changes that you've seen and the, the memories that you have along the way. What are some things, if, if you could go back, what are some things that you wish you had known right when you first began your career that, that maybe have surprised you about, about working in a department? You know, I think when, when you start within an agency or, you know, in my case, when I started as, as a game warden, my, my world was my district, right? And, and that's what I was focused on. But as I moved up through the agency, my my view or or what I was responsible for grew, and and what really surprised me, especially in this position, is how much the agency or the department deals with on a day to day basis. It, it is truly amazing. I mean, we have we have fish. You know, we're growing fish in hatcheries. We're we're farming for migratory birds on our WMAs. We're doing habitat work on other WMAs. Um, to, to support wildlife. And, and it's not only just um, protected species, but non-game species as well. You know, and, and you also have officers out in the field that are making those public contacts on a day-to-day basis. There's just so many different things that go on that, that it's amazing to me that our department functions as well as it does. And, and it all goes back to the people that are in charge of those. They're the ones that make that happen every single day. You know, the other thing, too, to, to think about is that y- you have our information and education division that, that is responsible for hunter education classes, that's for, responsible for R3, um, that's responsible for press releases. I mean, the, the work they do in, in, with the general public and informing the general public of what the agency does they're a critical piece. You have the folks in in the um, in, in ASD or Administrative Services Division. They keep the department going. They handle all the finances. 
for, for the department. They process the per diems for, for travel. Um, they pay the bills and, and without them, <laughs> we, we would be in trouble. So when you look just across the entire agency again and everything that occurs, it, it is truly amazing um, what gets accomplished on a day-to-day -day basis. For sure, for sure. And I think, you know, part of this, you have this this overall view of the department and that's due to your career path and the years of service that you've had on with the department. So knowing that there's been a lot of years, there's been a lot of daily going to the office throughout that time, what has been your main motivator to get up each morning and go to work for an entire career? So, so I think your motivation changes a little bit through, through, you know, your, your entire career. You know, I think when I was a district officer and, and then a, an investigator, my, my passion was protecting New Mexico's wildlife. And, and that's what I was there to do. And I was going to do my darndest to, to make sure that, that they get protected, you know, um, for example, and I'll tell a quick story here. We, we had some, some elk being killed up around Raton and, and those elk were being shot and the heads cut off and it, you know, the rest of the carcass left to waste. And we initiated an investigation into that. And, and on average, we'd have about 14 elk killed a year. And after initiating, initiating that investigation and moving forward with it um, in, in prosecuting some guys the following year, it went down to five. Wow. Of the five elk that were killed that year, we solved three of those those cases. The following year, guess how many elk we had killed in those same areas? Zero. Wow. And, and since then, I don't think that we've had um, more than five or six elk killed illegally. And so we're going back to 2001, 2002. So I think what that really tells you is that you know, the whole point of law enforcement is to to gain compliance, to, to be a deterrence. And I think that w what I just described to you is is it, it tells you that law enforcement does work and that you can gain that compliance. Um, I, I think the proof is is there, you know, moving forward. When I started supervising people, I think the, well, I know the motivation went from not myself and in, in, in that sort of thing but more to take care of my, my folks and take care of the people that I supervised. I get up every day. Um, you know, obviously that, again, that changed throughout my entire career, but I think right now it's, it's to support the, the department employees and ensure that they have what they need in order to, to do their job. Well, wow. I think that's a, that's a really good answer a really telling answer and kind of along those lines of working to support your employees i think that probably came from a place of you being supported and having that mentorship early on so who would you say filled that role for you who were your biggest supporters and and mentors who were most influential to you over over the course of your career yeah 
So, you know, obviously it starts with my parents. You know, I think um, growing up, they were always very supportive of me and, and always told me to pursue my passion. And, and, and that's what I did. Um, they never tried to steer me another direction. They just said, go do what you want to do and, and you're going to have a much happier life. Another person I need to give credit to is, is my wife. You know, during the course of my career, there's been a number of missed meals, missed holidays, missed family functions, um, late nights. And, and without her support or her encouragement, I don't, I don't know if I'd be where I'm at today. You know, I think internally there's, there's a number of folks just thinking about it that I'd have to give credit to um, that have certainly, you know, help develop me and help prepare me for throughout my entire career. You know, folks like Dan Brooks and Todd Stevenson, Lee Duff, Leon Redmond, shoot Lee Fong, Chris Neary, who was my field training officer, Donald Adamio, um, Jay Saracen. He, he worked for Colorado Division of Wildlife, um, former director Alexis Sandoval. I mean, again, without those folks, I don't think I would be, where I am today, and, and I owe all those people many thanks. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, lot of different people influencing your life and your career, both both obviously internal influences and, and external as, as well. Absolutely. You, you know, the one thing I'll add to that, James, is working for the department is a lifestyle. It, it's not a job. And, yeah. and once you ad adopt that lifestyle and, and, you know, you reflect back on all the people that I mentioned, whether it's my parents, my wife, or, or, or the, the internal folks, the department uh, folks that affected me, um, you know, they not only affected my professional life, but my personal life as well, because again, it is a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So along those lines, you know, you have these, these influences at different points in your career or across your career that are helping you to continue helping you to grow. So, so what are some ways that you continue to learn over the course of a, of a full career? So another interesting question, you know, I, I think that you're, when, when you're put in a position regardless of what position it is within the agency, you're forced to learn things. But but there's a lot of things that you can do personally that, that help you, um, you know, help you with that learning process. What what I do personally is I read lots of books, and, and that helps me um, understand people better. It helps me understand myself better and, and how I can continue to improve on, on what I do every single day and, you know, books on leadership, books on conflict resolution, stuff like that. You know, that, that's a lot of what I, I, I deal with nowadays, or I will be for the next four days, I guess. Um, you know, in, in just taking classes, attending workshops, those sorts of things that are, you know, put on at times, to, to just give you a broader perspective on things, because I, I firmly believe that that you can always learn something um, when, whenever you take those classes. 
Yeah, I, I believe that you can always um, continue learning in life, and, and the, the day you stop learning is the day you stop continuing to improve. Sure, sure. And, and a lot of what you, you mentioned in that answer is talking about dealing with specific issues or challenges, whether it's learning more about leadership or conflict resolution and things like that. So that kind of leads me into the challenges that you faced um, in your career. So what, what, what would you describe as the biggest challenge uh, that you have faced and, and what you learned from that? Wow. So, so I think I'll go back to, to when I uh, was trying to get hired, you know, as, as I stated earlier, I, I applied three times before I finally got hired with, uh, with the department in, you know, when coming out of college, you just kind of assume that you're going to get a job. And, and that wasn't the case. And so, again, that just getting hired was the biggest challenge. And, and what I learned from that, I guess, was that, that you keep trying, that you keep going, that you don't you don't give up or, or get discouraged. You, you, you just keep going through the process. And, and if you do that, you're going to, you know, eventually achieve what you want to achieve and in that case it was it was getting hired by a wildlife agency sure sure i think that's i think that's great advice and and i think we probably have listeners who are who are listening to your story to your career story thinking man that's something that that i want that's something that i want to do so what what advice would you give those people though the people that are looking to pursue a career with Game and Fish in the future? Well, I think it starts with that education. Um, you know, in, in order to get hired for the majority of jobs in the wildlife field or specific to the wildlife field, you, you've got to get a, a degree, a degree in wildlife management. You know, if, if you want to um, compete for for biologist position within it, within the agency. Um, you, you probably need to, to move on and, and, and get your master's. Now, I've never been through that process, but just looking at the applications or the applicants that have come through or who have applied for those jobs, I just think in order to compete for those jobs, you, you got to have that. Um, and, and like I said earlier, you just got to be persistent. You just can't give up and, and decide you're going to go do something else because you were d- turned down the first time or the second time. You, you just keep going. And during that time, you know, while you're going, you can, you know, get those seasonal jobs. You can apply for those tech jobs and just to gain that experience. And I think that that prepares you for for the next time you, you interview um, for one of the jobs within the agency. Yeah. Yeah. But so, so, so for these people that are listening to your career story and your advice, on pursuing a career with Game and Fish, how do people find out about job opportunities with the department? Yeah, so I think the best place that you can you can direct those folks is to our to New Mexico State personnel website. Um, when we're advertising positions, they go through the state personnel office, and, and we post those on on that specific website. The other recommendation I can do is just keep in touch with department employees if you happen to know someone within the agency, and they can kind of give you a heads up as to when jobs are going to be posted 
um, and, and that sort of stuff. I, I think we've we've kind of come full circle, right? We started with the beginning of your career. We walked through your career and then used that to give advice to to people potentially interested in a career in wildlife, potentially pursuing a career in wildlife. So that kind of brings us back to to your next steps. What what's what's next for you? Now that now that at the end of this week you're you're done coming to a job that you've been coming to since 1997. What is next? What are your plans for retirement? Yeah, so, you know, I don't necessarily know my long-term plans, but I know my short-term plan plan is to go out and, and chase some turkeys. Um, turkey nice. season's right around the corner, you know, here in uh, New Mexico as well as Oklahoma. And so I think for the month of April, that's that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great, great plan, a great way to, to celebrate retirement a full career you timed it perfectly with uh with turkey season i don't know if that was a a coincidence or not oh it probably was (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's that's about all we have for today um jim thanks for joining us and telling us all about your career with the department and again congratulations on your retirement thank you james and thank you all for tuning in today be sure and check out our other shows and the New Mexico Wildlife monthly e-newsletter and the online articles. And get outside and enjoy all the outdoor recreation opportunities that New Mexico has to offer. See you next time. <laughs>